Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. It is Happy Tuesday, January 3, 2023, our first show of the year. We are very excited about the year. We haven't finally, we haven't fully just uh, closed out our last year because you can see the Santa behind me, one of our props that looks good. The grandkids like it. It's kind of a cool Santa. Um, hope that doesn't offend anyone, but it sure doesn't offend me. So I'm good. Um, anyway, blessings for this new year. There's, a, I felt to share this one scripture. You know, we often quote that scripture. They've made a song of it, of course, years ago from that scripture, Psalms 118. It says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Well, the day is just a period of time. It's a, from the evening and morning, that's the day. And, and the psalmist is saying, this is the day, this is a period of time that the Lord has made us rejoice and be glad. In it. And the Lord just was stressing to me today, this is the year that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, so at 11.03 behind me, uh, we're going to talk about 2023 today. Uh, it's going to be a great um, year. Very, very, very excited and optimistic and positive. Um, many things didn't happen as fast as we wanted to, but we've talked about that. Last week, I missed the show with Johnny because my power went out. But anyway, we'll talk a little bit more about that and jump in. He's got some great content today. So we may not have time for the questions. Uh, I've got plenty of them if we do, uh, but we may not have that just, just in preparation. So all right, as we wrapped up the year uh, in dr drilling new wells, a, a new well every three days, uh, we wrapped that up a few days ago be before the 31st. I can't remember which date it was, maybe the 30th or something. Um, we did, uh, Caitlin did for us a beautiful uh, year-end video of all of the fresh water wells that you dug and the lives that were changed. So let's go ahead and play that spot one last time. So here we go. And we appreciate so much the help you've given us and for all of 2022. Our, our donations were generous from you and we are sowing. Uh, we're trying to sow even more generously back out into the field, uh, into the highways and byways of the life. Thousands have come to the Lord now because of these wells. Um, some of you have heard me say that I didn't set out to do that. I was set out to do a worthy cause and a Christian mission, which is to drill freshwater wells. I didn't have the foresight to know that thousands would come to the Lord in these villages because we put fresh water um, in their village and within walking distance of them. So that is what's happened. Eight More than eight new church plants. In fact, I think I heard it was at 11 or 12 new church plants all in one year. So many things are happening. Thank you again over and over for your generosity. We appreciate that. But more than that, the Lord appreciates that and rewards it. All right, it's time for Johnny Enloe Unfiltered. So here we go. 49 hours declaring it a riot. My message hasn't changed. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You must from now on target darkness in your society. We are almost there. The pain is for the awakening. The awakening is for your children. Johnny Enloe, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Steve. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. It's been, uh, it was a great and uh, um, geez, dramatic 2022. Uh, by the way, I'm sorry I missed you last week because of my power being out. In fact, I was a little jealous. Jeff did an amazing job, but I was jealous that 
Oh man, I would have wanted to be in on that topic because you talked about what God, uh, he'll tell you often what, but almost it never tells you when. And I had jotted down because I rewatched it. I watched it later. And it was not your exact thought, but it's the conclusion of your thought, which is if God told us the when, he would have, he would be informing the enemy, this is what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do. And we give, so he said, it just occurred to me, oh, that's right. God's a brilliant military strategist. He's not going to tell the enemy what he's going to do. If he openly prophesies, this is when this is going to happen, he has now informed the enemy. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's not going to do that. So that's yeah. probably... I don't know. Any final thoughts on that before we get into? Well, we're going to kind of get into some aspect of that okay. even in just in just a moment. Something that goes, I, I think, uh, overlaps a good bit with that particular uh, thought theme. Some of my some of the things and I just lay out what we're going to cover okay. uh, today. We want to do just what you're talking about. Re a reminder of the blockbuster that 2022 was. Uh, we have this tendency of. We'll say the children of Israel tendency, you know, the children of Israel tendency was to forget what has happened. That is good. Forget what the Lord has done and just be aware of what he hasn't done. And so therefore they would give themselves to murmuring and complaining and and doubt and unbelief and sabotaging the journey they had, making things delay more than more than they knew. So. We want to not be that way, you know, just on the children of Israel. It wasn't like one day uh, Moses came and say, hey, everybody get up. We're going today to the promised land. There was multiple stages that took place um, with that. There was, you know, there was the day they got out of Egypt celebration. Yes. And then they have the Red Sea encounter with the Pharaoh's chariots. And so it was like complaint time and quit time. Yeah time to attack your leaders and prophets and things. And mm. then there's, okay, um, the wilderness. And so, yay, we're through the Red Sea. But then it's like, oh, there's no water. And our water's not coming in at the at the time, at the level that we want. And um, and so then there's the wilderness manna. And they're, yay, we got man food every day. We got sure, sure food. And then there's they're tired of it. And then they want quail, they want meat. So there's a wilderness quail. And, and then there's, you know, another repeat water. So there's wilderness water. And then the Jordan River is crossed. Uh, first of all, it looks like another impossibility and another opportunity to complain. And what's happened? We're not going to the promised land. This is never going to happen. And, and then there finally it's a place of abundant food and water because it says there is no longer water from the rock. There was no longer uh, manna, there was no longer quail, there was no need to, because they were now in a land that had the abundance of it all placed there. And then when they're all through celebrating that, then they come to the first city nation, they're supposed to take Jericho, and they have impassable walls. So we want to pace ourselves for how the Lord does do things. And that, and in that pacing, we want to recognize what he is doing, the good that he is doing, encourage ourselves with that. If we only always see what remains to be done, whether that's personally in your own spiritual walk with the Lord or what he's doing in our nation, it's a, a sure recipe for great discouragement. So I want to cover that. And then, you know, I have a couple of, say, phrases from the Lord. Something he says, 2023 is something. And I'll say what, he's, what it is in a moment. Um, three B's from the Lord. 
and we're going to look into that for a moment. We have we have to do a football um, prophetic parallel uh, match. Kind of, de- kind of a decoding. It's a decoding. It's an obvious one, a simple one. I understand that there's people that can't follow that too well. The people that do repeatedly say, do it more. It's one of my favorite things you do. And so, but it, uh, it's regards to the Georgia Bulldogs playing the Ohio State Buckeyes. And so the Bulldogs with that, they are now in the national championship game for the second consecutive year. And there's something significant there. And then uh, the Psalm for the year or the chapter for the year. I mean, it could be more, but from the, with the Lord speaking to me, Psalm 23 is for this year. And we'll probably only do verse one. It's so rich. It's so wow. Wow. But moving on as we go, Stephen, into the year, we want to go into these verses. And and I'll tell it, you know, a spoiler alert, just one of the best verses imaginable as you prepare a table before for me in the presence of mine enemies. And we'll cover that in the future. That'll be something that we will experience and see at another level in in 2023. And so and so it's you know, amazing. So here's the uh We'll say the brief reminder again for those. If any of you started the year, well, here another year, nothing's happened. Okay, here's the nothing's happened. Uh, Roe versus Wade was over. Wow, that's something that Body of Christ has been waiting 50 years. There has been, I don't know how many hours and how many million, how many hours of fasting and praying, and how many millions in intercession. And honestly, by your natural mind, it looked, um, uh, it, it look. I, I remember saying years ago. I don't think Roe v. Wade is ever going to be overturned. I felt the same way. I thought some things are too. It wasn't as if I thought it was too big for the Lord, but kind yeah. of I did thought it was too big for the Lord because there was so much corruption in the high places. You know. I thought we were just going to have to approach how we do things there in a different way, which is yeah. part of it. You have to win the hearts and minds of people, not just win. I mean, that's what we've already found. Just because that law was changed doesn't mean, a, you know, deaths for children stopped. So, but it was, it was something not thought possible and particularly not possible under a president who was not pro-life. It's amazing. You have the most messed up far left president. We don't really think that's who he is anyway, but we'll just put it that way. He has majority Congress, majority Senate. He has majority everything, criminality all over and Roe v. Wade's passed. We'll go faster. Twitter phenomenon what's taking place with Twitter and the reveal that Elon Musk is doing right now, I don't know how long it lasts or whatever, but there is just an actual red pilling of America, uh, red pilling by that truth telling. It's not just America. It's for the world. He makes comments like, you know, remember what conspiracy theories were two, three years ago, every one of them is true and it was worse. And so now we have um, just, it's in daily, a new release, whether it's Fauci and, and Elon Musk calling for Fauci to be prosecuted, and he should. Mm. It's mass murder. Uh, you know, the, did did did, did um, Elon effectively say that? Talk about the the um, conspiracy versus what's really real. Did he actually talk about that himself? Oh yes. Okay. Oh, well. yes. Oh, to, and people should follow him. I mean, the things he is saying, it's literally all the stuff that got you deplatformed and would get you deplatformed um, in the last two years. He says freely, openly, 
and it is is becoming it is just it is becoming an avenue an outlet for truth to be revealed and it's a, it's giant i said i think last week it's the equivalent of goliath all of a sudden one day getting up says you know what i'm tired of working for the philistines i'm on your side israel and so the big yeah. mouth that has everybody under his spell changes so anyway what i didn't really have time to take that long on that but would we'll you say those two matters if you had told me uh, a year ago uh that those that, that that reality of those two things so huge. Say, i would have thought oh wow so then we have, you know, some of these are smaller, some of them are bigger, but I, I was just writing down, not from any other source, just my, myself. There was a global organization. If I got it right, it was called Clintel, like Climate Intel. It's a global organization of thousands of scientists, engineers, et cetera. They released an in-depth perspective. Uh, there is no climate emergency. So uh, exposing that fraud. The Durham indictments, we're still waiting for that to be bigger but the Durham indictments are a big are, are a big deal. We're a big deal, and still there there's something that has uh, a harvest uh, before us. Ghislaine Maxwell's found guilty. You know, if you said that two years ago, I was a conspiracy theorist for believing uh, that that she was part of uh, the Epstein Island um, arrangements taking place there. The list of the guilty, the list of all the presidents and leaders scores and scores and scores released again even the last couple of days and so we know that there's more justice coming because those names still hanging out there you have the victims that have come out and say we were trafficked and so they have been validated and then you have Ghislaine Maxwell and she's guilty and so what's what's hanging over us is the justice phase of all the names all those that were in, involved in that truth social the advent of truth social right and an alternative um, outlet that preceded Twitter, that was already a huge deal, continues to be a, a huge deal. So there's not just reliance on any one platform anymore to it's like, wow, if they decide to shut us down, it's over. There are, there, there are too, many, uh, too many outlets. So Disney, uh, Disney lost $123 billion of its market share wow. in 2022. And why are we rejoicing? Just I'll say it again, $123 billion. And you say, well, what part of its market share is that? Well, that's its stock dropped 44% and it went tumbling down when it released its woke agenda and the exposures of Disney to human trafficking things. More to come on that. But if people waiting for consequence, when's something going to happen? Well, they lost 44% of their stock value. 123 billion. Bezos uh, lost 20 billion dollars in one week back in April. Facebook lost 200 billion dollars, and for their part, they still have more harvesting of justice to take place on them. Zuckerberg got knocked out of number one to outside of out of the top ten. So these are things that already happened. Yes, we're waiting for another level of of justice. Uh, the exposure come with it. Uh, this would require another half an hour conversation, but the, we'll call it just a bad crypto world uh, just lost billions, billions. Um, I, I pointed out over a year ago, I said there's going to be a starter earthquake in Antarctica. It's going to be in the area of Sandwich Islands. There was a 7.7. I said, then there will be, it will not stop shaking as long as their con exposures continue. I noticed wow. January 1st, 
another five point something. South Sandwich Islands is what it's listed, but it's Antarctica. So that was a sign that stuff is going on, even if you don't know what's going on. So that's something else um, to encourage us. The, the documentary reality, I don't know what we call it, the 2000 Mules release. Yeah, yeah. Was yet another proof of widespread fraudulent um, election all over the nation, proof of the steal. There, one thing we only talked briefly, I think one time, sanctuary cities for the unborn. I believe there's over like 50 of them that have formed in this last year or two years. And uh, Lubbock, Texas is a, a model for it. And we had some friends on that were telling about that. Um, frontline doctors, you know, most of them got, uh, they paid a price for it, either losing their jobs or they definitely lost social media and all that. But now you had, um, I think it was on Twitter space last week, Dr. Simon Gold, um, Twitter space again, and she's with a bunch of these doctors. And apparently the number I just received was that she now has 19,000 or she frontline doctors is now made up of 19,000 doctors. Really? Yeah. So this is massive what's going on. And then we're hearing hundreds of doctors are um, anywhere from telling their, uh, you know, repenting in some kind of way. We're sorry we did wrong. Whether it's really, yeah. Uh, whether they know it's troubles coming or they're legitimate, we don't know. You know, did they did, did they just buy into the system and and believe those above them against all logic or whatever? Because there is a huge accountability um, measure coming to doctors who participated at every level. Again, starting with big pharma and all that, but it's in motion. These things were accelerated in a massive way in 2022. Um, so then there's. Uh, Trumpet the Bloodhound um, won the Westminster Dog Show. That was something we talked talked about in the right. uh, messaging taking place. And then we had Heavenly Trump run, won this horse race. That and, was so good. That was uh, so was good. Unwinnable race. You know, you had a um, moral flyboy or something was winning, and it's just like 10. And this lengths. is the one where he came back from the back of the pack, right? And won? Well, well, it's the other one. The horse just flipped the, the horse that was leading um, through just, the rider. Yes. <clears throat> and um, so interesting there. Remember this, that there was a horse named Noah that was number two that came in number two. So it wasn't even that the other horse came in number two. It, I think it didn't even finish in the top five. So these were signs for us to remember things. We have the Brunson Brothers Supreme Court case that's still coming up. Um, a big deal. And again, so many of these things can go from big deal to massive deal. Yeah. Um, and to game changer deal. And so I think, you know, the Lord is the one really driving that more than anything. And I'll go into that in just a moment as well. We have a series of documentaries. We had the documentary released recently, died suddenly Yeah. in a truth teller, getting out there at a major, in a major way. And now able to ride uh, social media and not get uh, stopped everywhere. Um, and all the election chaos that happened, I think, is it today or the next day or two? We, we have a new Congress being sworn in. And it, it's a Republican majority, which doesn't really mean anything anymore, except there's enough, we'll say, good guys that they have already announced they're going to go after the weaponization of government against the American people. Yeah. So good. And, and that's that's a big deal. Thanks for listening. 
The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Um, and then there's, um, well, did you, get, did you have on your list the, the movie My Son Hunter that came out? Is that no. on your list? That's on there too. It's a huge ex, 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 um, expose. Ex, yeah, on him. Well, and you know, and I'll say 2022 is the year conspiracy third theorists were had to be reprocessed, um, reevaluated. Who are the conspiracy theorists? It's now the conspiracy theorists. If you're a conspiracy, we still have a problem with conspiracy theorists. Those mm-hmm. conspiracy theorists now are the ones who say you can trust government that big pharma and the doctors really just care for, they're not trying to just sell um, vaccines or medicine. They really care for you. You can believe the media. That's if you want to know, that's the new truly conspiracy theorists. Those that would believe that the government is actually has been for them working for them, that doctors have been working for them, that, COVID was the way it was presented, that the vaccines were the way it was presented. And and because all the conspiracy theorists from three years ago, everything has been proven to be right about them. So they cannot be called. It was conspiracy. That was now conspiracy proven. And now the new theorists are anybody who's left that still believes the government's been working for you. Um, and so, uh, you know, the Lord showed me something as well. These are just some of the encouragements before yeah. us. And then the Lord kind of showed me this picture, Steve, and it was like a big picture. I think of myself as um, being able to process the big picture. Right. And, and there are very few people I can talk with about the full big picture because I have the capability. But the Lord just showed me a picture of my big picture. And it was like right here. And then oh, really? he had this massive big picture. And That's he's amazing. like, I'm working on my I'm working on the story. And uh, but the picture is way bigger than you think. And there was kind of a, a message uh, out of there. And this was, uh, there was like several quotes he gave me in preparation for this time. He says, you run your lane. I will steward the storyline. You run your lane. I will steward the storyline. Because I'll have conversations with the Lord and I'll like, do you know, this is not looking good for you. And, and <laughs> yeah, that's good. Together. And, and your story is being, he's like, the story is way bigger than you even know, as big as you think you can see. And you run, that's a word for all of you, run your lane. The things that you can't cover, the matters that you can't touch, don't worry about it. You're not called to touch matters that you can't touch. You're called to do what's before you, what's in front of you. And so that's the thing that he has um, uh, for you. So, and the Lord in that, he was just showing me, you know, there is, and this is, for those thinking, what could be bigger than what we're talking about, the whole earth? Well, there are powers and principalities and history, history, the ecclesia, past, present, future. Um, these are all parts of the meta-narrative he delivers, he walks in, that he's watching over. But uh, he is really working on an awesome story for this time, this season, that we're all going to see uh, in, in, uh, soon enough. And this goes into a little bit, I think, what you were saying as well, uh, like asking into at the beginning. We'll, some, we'll, we'll just go into it and see how much over overlap it seems. You know, I, I asked this question. Um, why is, and I'll ask this question to the listener, the viewer. Why is a day as a thousand years 
and vice versa. You know, it says in a thousand years, uh, a thousand years as a day with the Lord. It says with the Lord, a day is as a thousand years, a thousand years a day. And so, um, and so it's kind of a brain tease. I've twisted with that and played with that my entire life. Like, so yeah, he could, if he, it would be as if he could take a thousand years to process my day by itself, all the details of this one day, he could take a thousand years. It would be like that to get every day. But it's, and then the opposite is true. Yeah. So the question follow up, but what does it tell us about God? So what does it tell us about God that he says a day is as a thousand years, a thousand years as a day? He's just out, outside of time. He's outside, outside of time. But here's where I'm going with it. Okay. Related to that. He's driven. And we've said this in different ways. He's driven by process, not by calendar. And so just remember that he's driven by process, not by calendar. Even as we go into uh, 2023, did we think, did I think President Trump would already be visibly in front of the public as president by now? Yes. Uh, did many people, did most people, did maybe even President Trump think so? You know, I don't know. He said, we're going to have a great Christmas. He's yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, I wondered about that because he did that, but... Uh... People have even said, Johnny, and you probably heard this, that even Trump is, even though he's a 5D chess player and a genius at it, even he knows that he, if he set a date, he's not going there if the conditions aren't right. He's that no, good of a strategist. So I really think there is an override taking place by the Lord at this time, and he knows it needs to be uh, taking place and covered. So biblical examples of that, of what I'm talking about. So there's you know, the Lord meets with Abraham and he says, man, you know, he changes his name, Abram to Abraham, father of a multitude. So he specifically changes his name over the specific reality of you're going to have many kids. And then for 25 years, he has none. And and so there is like, why? You know, there was 25 years we could say there was nothing as we're saying a thousand there's a thousand years that can go by and really only a day's worth of something has happened. And then it's vice versa, the other, the other way around. So there's David as king. Samuel says, David, today the Lord anoints you as king. Well, it was many, many years before he was. And it wasn't even the next guy after Saul. There was other things. And so <clears throat> Israel, their promised land, Exodus chapter three, the Lord comes down to Moses and Moses, I've descended. And I've seen the plight of my people, and I'm coming to take you out of the land uh, of your bondage. And I've, I'm going to take you to a land that flows with milk and honey. You'd be the head, not the tail. Well, it was 40 years before that happened. We see that in the life of Jesus himself. We have his first 30 years, not even journaled, that we know of, unless we find that something is discovered in the future. But we have God in the flesh on planet Earth. 30 years of his life, almost, you know, there's one comment on going to the temple at age 12. And there's baby Jesus when they come see him, the wise men come see him. So for 30 years of God's life on Earth, there is, it's like, what's going on? Nothing's happened. Yeah, Nothing's happened. And then all of a sudden, three and a half years, so much going on that those who write and are covering and journaling, they're saying, you know, it, it would fill all the volumes of all the books on all the earth to begin to tell you the things he did. So you had 
30 years and not much, seemingly. Yeah. And then three and a half years. And then you had the birth of the church itself. Then you have the Holy Spirit. We could almost look at it one day. And he told him to wait. The Holy Spirit came and visited him, Acts chapter 2. And in one day, the church grew a thousand years. So we know about the other where it delays more, but then he accelerates and you just never know. So I, 2023 is going to be interesting. There is, I don't believe we're going to be at the same pace at 2022. 22, there was a lot of reveal, but it was arduous in a lot of ways. And there is no, there's definitely no God guarantee that it's going to be the same pace. And I think we're going to have some, some rapid uh, movement forward. We'll just see. That's part of the deal is the Lord likes to leave those things mystery for us. And he's like, I, I'm, I watched that stuff, but it, it tells us his priorities are not the calendar. Like he's not trying to figure out how to get something done by June. He's he looks at he's driven by process, not by calendar. And so we want to get on board with this process because that would accelerate things. Very, not not only logically, but scripture talks about accelerating even the coming of the Lord by uh, how, how we fast forward that by cooperating with what he's asking of, of us here on earth. So that was just some um, encouragement thing. So let me jump quickly to a half. Yeah. So the Georgia Bulldogs defeated the Ohio State Buckeyes 42 to 41. Was that this weekend or when was that? That was this weekend. Okay. And so, so with that, the Georgia Bulldogs go to the national championship game again. You know, just incidentally, I do. That's the team I've been following for a long time. And I'm in Georgia right now doing this at my in-laws for my in-laws place. And so we were in town. I wasn't at, at the game, but the, the Buckeyes, Ohio State was defeating Georgia throughout the game. And they're up by 14 points well into the fourth quarter. It didn't look like there was uh, a chance. And um the dogs won 42 to 41 and wow i gave a whole word on this last year because the georgia bulldogs won the national championship and it's the dogs and if you look up the word caleb uh, you know translation for caleb the hebrew it means dog so i said the dogs the caleb's that was a word from a year ago the caleb's um and what are caleb's caleb's are better seers they're not necessarily even better warriors they're better seers that's what you know, he could see what God was doing. Those who can see what God is doing win. Those who can only see what the enemy is doing lose. And so they have the buck eyes, even though a buck eye is not about these eyes, but you have eyes that are bucking because they're seeing they're seeing too much. They're seeing too much of the enemy. So you want to have the dogs. But what was a repeat from a year ago? Well, this is not the national championship game. Just, just this only takes them to the national championship game. But it was very interesting because it was the last it wasn't just the last day of the year. It wasn't just December 31st, but the game wasn't sealed. Literally, the uh, the the New York, uh, what is it, when they dropped the... Uh, oh, the ball, that crystal uh, ball thing. It's happened anyway. Midnight hit yeah. as the game's, basically as the game's finishing, the, the final play. Really? Uh, there's a particular play that took place, and this play is the play that defined the win for the Dogs. And we sh we shifted into 2023 based on that. And I will tell that briefly. I'm trying try to keep this real simple, not too many things, but we won't be there long for those of you. I have people that 
all the time tell me they listen to the program two, twice, two or three times to get it. That's, that's good. That's good. Anyway, we throw you chunks of meat and then things that you can dig into a little bit more. But here's the deal. 42 to 41, the winning touchdown was caught by uh, A.D. Mitchell. What A.D. stand for? Adonai. We highlighted this a year ago. Adonai, one of the names of God we're going to talk about in just a moment. Adonai caught the winning touchdown when Georgia won the national championship a year ago. Really part of the same year. It was, oh. it was done. Oh. In both of those, the last thing that happened was Georgia's remaining number one by Adonai making a catch. And they started the year becoming championship with Adonai making uh, the receiving, the, the catch, the touchdown that wins the whole thing. So you have the Caleb's in the participation of Adonai. Again, a message to us that's so encouraging. And Ohio State, they had to, they missed a 50-yard field goal. A player named Noah, <clears throat> Noah missed a 50-yard field goal um, as midnight hit us. And so that's why they lost, uh, you know, by one point, 42 to 41. And so it's interesting we're telling you about the heavenly trump uh, wins and who came in second was Noah. So we have Noah coming in second again. And so Noah, you know, his name means rest, but it speaks of evil is being wiped out across the earth. And so that is something we're aware of. There's something like as in the days of Noah taking place, there's a flood from heaven coming and it's designed to clean out, um, not in the way, you know, say parabolically similar to what took place then, not in that, we're not looking for that kind of judgment on planet Earth. And so, but um, in it, there is like Noah comes in second to something else God is doing. There's the heavenly trump, and the heavenly trump ultimately is, that's who they have to worry about. The earthly trump is not who they have to worry about, it's the heavenly trump. The one who commands, the one who orders, the one who sends the armies, activates the hosts of heaven in a new way. That's who they have a problem with. That's uh, that's that's where the matter is being determined. And so, um, but it was, all right, let's see how to bring this together. I almost need to come so, I, the bread is so hot, you can get burned with what's going on, on right here. This is good bread by hot bread being revelation and things like that. So Noah now, just remember this part. Some of you will remember if you go to uh, Genesis 6, 7, and 8, you'll find out that the ark that he built, the measurements were 300 by 50 by 30 cubits. But the numbers are the big deal. 300 by 50 by 30. 300, we have Gideon's 300, but 300, we won't go into it, but it speaks of the Father. And 30 speaks of Jesus. He began his ministry <coughs> at age 30, and that's when he was the mature son and so then 50 is the number of the Holy Spirit. Pentecost even means, the word Pentecost means 50, 50 days. So it was 50 days from when Jesus died on the cross that the Holy Spirit came. So it was a 50-yard, we know it's our jubilee as well, a 50-yard penalty, I mean, a field goal that was missed by, by Noah. And so Ohio State lost. And I know for those of you from Ohio State, it's very sad, tragic, okay, uh, you know, shared, shed your tear behind the scenes or somewhere, but this is parabolically something else the Lord is speaking, is if you miss your 50-yard field goals, if you don't have the Holy Spirit for moving forward, you're not going to be positioned to win. 
The 50 is a big deal. The Holy Spirit, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the boldness from the Holy Spirit, the courage of being able to connect to the joy of the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So there was, you know, it was it, it was just the tiniest little thing, not making a field goal, but you lose the game. You're no longer in it for the national championship. So we're, we want to understand that a huge focus for 2023 is being filled with the Holy Spirit, driven by the Holy Spirit, encouraged by the Holy Spirit, communicating with the Holy Spirit. And it's being even played out um, before us there. All right. One last thing. Those who follow well, the, the numbers and the names, I know you're with me and some of you are not. We're going to jump. We're going to shift from that in a moment. But so the quarterback, again, is such a great story. Stetson Bennett is the quarterback. He's a walk-on quarterback that um, is 5'11 um, and a decent athlete, not like off the, off the charts, but he just does everything pretty good. But he, he looks more, you know, like he's a brain or nerd than anything else. Wow. And, he led them to the national championship last year and he did again. And he goes with, um, uh, no, he wears number 13. And, um, but his other thing he's done, he's Stetson Bennett, the fourth, I didn't bring this up last year. And so he carries that the fourth on his back. And that's something for us to take note of as well. So there is somebody highlighted, he's the winning quarterback and he, uh, you know, his, the last drive was, almost a miracle drive, how he pulled everything off. He was amazing. But what is it when, when it has the fourth on your teeth, on your shirt, on your uniform, it means you're the fourth generation that Stetson Bennett. So there's legacy, family, you know, the song, the blessing of the Lord on your children, on their children, their children, and their children. <clears throat> so you have somebody winning for the dogs. The dogs think of the Caleb's again. You know, if they lose to Texas Christian uh, in a week, there's a whole nother message God uh, will have on that. But this was the message that we departed 2022 with uh, as we start, as we go into 2023. So we want to uh, um, recognize that, be be aware of how the Lord is um, speaking into this. Adonai, um, the score was 42. So we're not going to have time for this. Read Isaiah 42 big for us this year. Um, in fact, I'm going to look at Isaiah 42, 13, because okay. number 13, the quarterback, is the one that's responsible for producing all 42 points. Uh, number 13 is Stetson Bennett, so he who represents the generational blessing. And so that is um, Isaiah 42, 13. I should have had it turned here already. There we go. Uh, on the screen. There we go. That's even better. The Lord shall go forth like a mighty man. He shall stir up his zeal like a man of war. He will cry out. Yes, shout aloud. He will prevail against his enemy. Now, just keep it up there for a second because that's that's worth it. Let me just say that one more time. So, again, the winning team, they're number one in the nation, and they're the defending champions, and this allowed them to go to fight for another championship game. And they scored 42 points. That's why we're talking about it. 13 is connected to Stetson Bennett, the quarterback. That's his number. He's the one that was responsible for all 42 points coming. The Lord will go forth like a mighty man. He will stir up his zeal like a man of war. He will cry out. Yes, shout out loud. He will prevail against his enemies. Now, let that be um, you know, a verse, a guideline verse for, for you. Like what you're hearing? 
Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now, back to the show. We have several of them, but this is one for this year going into see the Lord as a mighty man of war whose zeal is stirred up like a man of war, crying out, shouting a lot, prevailing against his enemies. And if you get the context of the rest of Isaiah 42, it even makes it um, more powerful. It's about the, 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 the chapter that speaks into so many things. Suddenly there's going to be something the Lord Lord, Lord does there. So, all right, so we'll move on from the, uh, for those of you that you just had to put up with the sports things, we'll, we'll leave it there for you uh, right now. But there was just too fun of a message for me to, yeah. to, um, uh, to, let, to let lie there. And now we want to look at, the Lord gave me three B's for 2023, three B's, letter B, and they are braver, bolder, and bigger. And these are actually, if you can take it, commandments from the Lord for each and every one of you who are listening and watching. He wants you to be braver. He wants you to be bolder. He wants you to be bigger. Now, I'm going to explain so that it it, it, it kind of in the definition of, of what that is so that there's no um, confusion because braver and bolder sound almost the same. Um, I can't even remember what it is right now, but I have listed 1 Corinthians 16, 13. And wow, I just put my finger there and it essentially got there. So that's good. Um, and I think she'll have it up there probably about the same time. 1 Corinthians 16, 13, the Apostle Paul speaking, watch, and and, and this is, again, these are verses, these are scriptures, they're they're declarations from the Lord for us. These are are like to be spiritual IVs to sustain us throughout the year. This is Mm. something he's saying. He's saying, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. So this is, we're covering, first of all, the word brave, be braver. And um, that might be the only scripture I have for uh, brave. But here's what I wanted to tell you. Um, You know, I look up these things in their original word, whether it's the Greek word, if it's in the New Testament, the Hebrew word, if it's in the Old Testament. And um, I've got to make sure I don't confuse this word with um, in my notes. I have them also compressed in there, Mm -hmm. older and braver. But, it, it, you know, watch, stand, be brave, be strong. And the Greek word there is androzomais. It's not really how you pronounce it at all. Um, but, but it means to act manly. And oh, wow. it's one of the things it means is to act manly. And it's another uh, way of it's like quit being a kid. You're no longer a child. You know, the scripture would say. When I became a man, I put away childish things. And so there's a time to be sons. There's a time to grow up. But for those who are female, it also it has an anthropological root to it, which really essentially means, and that's really appropriate for today, where identity is under question and identity is being fought over, be who you were made to be. Be who you were made to be. Part of you being braver is be who you were made to be. Okay. And in that being braver, it's, uh, say it another way, be you. If you won't do you, who will do you? Uh, There's no one else on the planet to do you. So there is a uniqueness just like every, the God of the universe is able to make 
literally, if you didn't know this scientifically true, every snowflake has a unique, we'll say, fingerprinting to it that makes it different. There's, there's no repeat snowflakes. If snowflakes aren't repeated, and that just seems total, like, redundancy and just like who are you doing that for like what yeah you know who would know who who are you showing up for yeah but if the snowflakes are not to be repeated you're not to be a repeat so getting mentors is great but you never want to lose your identity in that mentoring and and bravery and being braver the lord's telling you to be braver he's telling you be you be who i made you not who the world's telling you, not a, a distortion, not lies from the enemy, because that's part of what the enemy does. He'll he'll go into your head and say, you're this. You first of all have to hear it from the Lord, who you are. And often you'll get prophetic words that will be, that's, that's the power of prophetic words. They'll begin to tell you who you are when they're correct prophetic words. They'll begin to tell you who you are and your identity. So number one, be braver. Number two, be bolder. Um, I have listed Proverbs 28.1, and Proverbs 28.1 says, oh, yeah, 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 I love this. This is a scripture for everyone as well. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as lines. Again, worth reading again. Let that resonate in each and every one of you. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as lions. You can go into the questions, why do the wicked flee when no one pursues? Because they are, as it were, orphans, orphan-mindedness. They don't, they don't identify as being king's kids. They, are, they have no relationship with the father. Um, and so they flee when no one pursues. Irrational fears, when you're in that position, you will have irrational fears. And and but the righteous are bold as lines. Why are the righteous bold bold as lines? It's not because of self-confidence. It's because of knowing Papa Lion is looking over us. He assigns us. He sends us. Um, He knows there's scripture that comes to me could have been put highlighted up here. Uh, I send you out as sheep among wolves. And so he knew that what he calls us to do is where we have to not turn into wolves ourselves. But we're in that we're to be bold as lions. And so let that be a scripture that guides you, that uh, fortifies you, strengthens you, ignites you. Uh, Proverbs 20, 28, 1. And that goes with being bold, bold as lions. So he wants you bolder. So how is um, how is that different? Well, that's there's actually two words because there's another uh, scripture. Well, I'll look at that. Psalm 138, 3. She's got, she's got me again. Way to go, Emily. In the day when I cried out, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. So notice the connection there even. It's in the day when I cried out. So you're, you're in a day when you don't feel strong. That's good. You made me bold with strength in my soul. That's why, you know, the scripture often doesn't get followed up. The scripture that says, let the weak say I am strong. It doesn't say let the weak say I am weak. And confess, you know, like the scripture says, let the weak say I'm strong. So I'm confessing I'm weak. It didn't say that. It said, say, let the weak say I am strong. So you feel weak. You feel weak as we start 2023. 
this has gone on too long. It's exhausted you at the delay, everything else. Let the weak say, I am strong. He's calling you to be bolder. And that word bolder, one of the, uh, you know, it's spelled, um, there's two words, batash, and again, wrong pronunciation in Oz. Oz, like the Wizard of Oz, is the word in the Hebrew, which means strength, power, might, heroes. So when he's calling you the braver, bolder, differencing, the braver, the, the braver is about your correct identity. Be you. Be the you he designed. Be original glory, original design, original destiny. And then bolder is like he's called you to do great things. He's called you to be strong. He's called you to be a hero. And um, you don't have to have a hero complex, but that's I'm telling you, this is the three B's are from the Lord for us in 2020. Be braver, be bolder, and now big, be bigger. And like, well, be bigger. That doesn't seem uh, proper humility and all that kind of stuff. Well, it's not that way. It's said it Isaiah 54. I didn't write the scripture down, but expand your tents. Um, isn't that Isaiah 54 one? Let's see. I didn't have that listed, but we might as well go ahead and put that. We got the scripture right here. Because I believe that's something the Lord has for us to look at. Single barren sing you have not born. Oh, there you go. Verse two is, is that's where we're getting. We'll just go there. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Well, what else could that mean other than be bigger? Be bigger. And so the be bigger is expanding your tent pegs. It's understanding greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world is back to let the weak say I am strong and and real practical. Tackle something that makes you feel like you're in over your head. Don't don't do possible things. Do impossible things. So, so, okay, just on that one. So a parent would say to a child, don't get in over your head. You're saying get in over your head. Okay. Just to be clear, that's good. That was was awesome. You bringing that up. Literally, that's what he's saying. Get in over. That's actually how I heard it. I'd forgotten to write that down. Get in over your head. Wow. Do something that you get in over your head that you have no business being. (laughs) That's good. Challenging. That's a challenging word, but I can feel the spirit on it. I I can. I mean, I. That's that's the Lord. Uh, I know where He's moved the greatest in my own life is stepping into situations and places I had no business doing. I was in over my head. And that's, uh, you know, that's, that's part we could connect that with the Ezekiel 47. If you remember the three measurements of the river, the river that's ankle deep and then knee deep and then waist deep. And then there's another measurement. And then it was like over my head, I had to swim. So yeah, he wants you using different muscles. Muscles are different. So once that fourth level of the full measure of the water, the release of the of the 50, of the Pentecost, of the Holy Spirit, that's done. You have to use something you haven't used before. You've been living off your knees and your legs, and now it's it's another another set of muscles. So, Well, you know, if you're literally in over your head, you're being swept by the current. In this case, the current of God. You get so, so in over your head, finally he sweeps you where he wants you to go instead of you trying to figure out where to go. That's, that's what's coming to me. The Daniel scripture, the people yeah. who know their God would do mighty exploits. And he's talking about a time and season where the Antichrist, the World Economic Forum, the deep state, the global 
things to be, uh, you know, agenda, they seem to be running and doing and threatening and they're going to do all kinds of stuff is like, well, the people who know their God will do mighty exploits. Mm-hmm. So he's the commander of the armies and he's showing up at another level. You know, there's an aspect we could have added. We won't go there, but Joshua, when Joshua, there's a commander that comes up and Joshua like, who, whose side are you on? He's like, whose side are you on? And it was time for Joshua to get on the commander side. So I believe there was something else the Lord had me write down. He's commanding, he's coming as to, at another level as commander of his armies. And so the question is, will you be found in support of him? Not mm. will he be found in support of you? And so that's uh, be on his side. We'll simplify the conversation. Yeah. Be found on his side. And so he's asking us to be braver, bolder, and bigger and so now now you, now you understand it's not bigger in the sense of type a personality and you get all high-minded it's not that it's the bigger humility comes out of that when you when you're in yeah. over your head the prayers of desperation that you make and what you do are, are amazing but it allows for the kind of testimonies god wants to uh, be producing at this time all right <clears throat> so here we go. We're doing well. We get down to the three B's. Okay. Um, I mainly have the Psalm 23 passage to look at right now. All right. I did remember before I get to the Psalm 23, Steve, there is one verse also highlighted for this, for this year. The last two years, beginning in 2020, um, we were a lot in Second Chronicles 20. Second Chronicles 20 to remind people is when Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, he receives word that he is surrounded by the Moabites, the Ammonites, mm. Mount Seir, et cetera, et cetera. And though they have an army, if I remember Judah's army, I think they had 800,000 men of war. Wow. And so they weren't like they weren't like tiny, but it was such a massive army that's coming against them. He didn't even rally the troops. He just went straight to desperation, straight to God. Everybody cried. Everybody knew we're done for. So what what size army that must have been that even when you have 800,000 men of war, you think we don't have a chance. That's a huge army. That's a huge army. And that's the one that, you know, St. Chronicles 2020, the well-known verse is listen to the Lord and you will be established. Listen to his prophets and you will prosper. And the prophet gave them... um, there was a prophet involved in the whole storyline. It's worth looking at it again. We've looked at it several times, Second Chronicles 20, 20. But the Lord began to show me that there is a progression of what I thought, what many of us thought, because many were reading Second Chronicles 20 for 2020. There are a lot of things that started, but then the progression of the verses even. So like 2021 was for 21, 2022 is for 22, and 2023 is for 2023. And so that's the verse I want to look at is 2 Chronicles 20, 23. And this is where I had this thing open to start with. 2 Chronicles 20, 23. To remind you, the, the before I read that, keep it up there, but before I read it, what they were instructed to do and what Jehoshaphat understood is he sent the worshipers ahead they were told, go to the battle is the Lord's, but go to the battlefield. This is what he's telling us now. The battle is the Lord's. Doesn't mean stay home. 
go to the battlefield, go where it's at, and they will begin to fight against each other. <clears throat> and so verse 23 was, For the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them. So you have to realize these groups that are talked about, Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir were all working together. It's like the Illuminati, the Bilderbergers, deep state identities. All of a sudden, they began fighting against each other. And when they had made an end to the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. Gee, what a great scripture. Isn't that a great scripture? Yeah. And so let's look at that. And I want just that, that last line to stick with you. 2023 is where we begin to see as never before. They helped to destroy one another. I just love, I don't know who wrote that. They helped to destroy one another. What a way of saying it. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what it looked like in its original writing, but there is the, there is, the enemy is going to help destroy one another. We've okay. seen some level of that, but this is what's coming next. And in it, it, part of understanding, again, this thing of the timing of the Lord and the delay and how he does mm -hmm. things and how he doesn't operate back to the thousand years as a day, a day is a thousand years. He doesn't just operate this straight linear time way as we advance. Even what we've been doing, um, even prophetic words for 2023, if you go back to prophetic words for 2020, I don't even know what they are right now, but there should be a, just 80, 90 percent repeat because the way we go with the Lord is not in this linear straight forward. It's like it's a circular up. It's a spiraling up. And so 2020 is like revisited. And then there's back in 2021 and 2020. So there are a lot of we're, we're still on the, the Red Sea Passover um, rescue from God taking place. But there's kind of like there's there's another level of it, another dimension of it, another reveal of it. And so this is part of uh, the beauty of what's taking place. Part of the we can be encouraged in that knowing that it's not like, well, that was that should have happened 2021 or that should have happened 20. There it will be revisited and then it gets revisited at another level of, uh, we'll say, joy, another level of breakthrough, another level of justice. And so it's progressive when God is on the move like this, when he's doing something and he's coming in. If it's not done yet, then it just means it's going to have a better conclusion than we even imagined. And so that's that's what's that's what's before us. OK, so and then finally, the last thing I'm going to do and then Steve, we'll, at that time, you can decide if we have what you want, if we have time for a question or I know we always have questions as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is Psalm 23. So I'm giving you kind of, um, and hoping all of you will remember these passages, these scriptures. It's good to have them on magnets for your refrigerator or wherever, just for reminders. As you get discouraged, as you, as the battle, well, to use King James language, waxes uh, intense and fiery, then you you remember the things the Lord is saying over this year, not just for me, but that's my part, just say what he tells me. And so Psalm 20, Psalm 23 is to be just a source of strength to each and every one of you also in the year 2023. And well, I don't even have to go there. I don't know why I'll start to open the Bible there. Psalm 23, we're going to look at the first verse. <clears throat> it's so well known. And, and this is all we're going to cover, but that in that in that what you see right there, and just keep it up. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And this is just such a powerful statement. And we've shared before on David's 
life and his journey and what he had to go through. And, and, and we, I try to, you know, secrets to finding out how this man who's, who was apparently even an illegitimate child in his own household, because he's not even invited, not even considered an option for being one of the brothers. And, and yet he sees the giant that everybody's running from. He comes to the battlefield in first Samuel 17 and his first comment is, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? It's like, wow, where did this guy come from? Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. So we see that where he came from is somebody who is driven by this understanding, this anointing. It goes with being, you know. It correlates, be bolder, be braver, be bigger. If there is anybody who was braver, bolder, and bigger, it's David. But I want us to look at those first five words right there. Just keep it up. That's great. The Lord is my shepherd. And, you know, I love just the the revelation that's in, in each word. So it's going to tell you, for instance, in a quick way. So it's the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. Hmm. A Lord, the Lord. So the Lord is my shepherd. He has that clear. Now, get that clear in your own mind, whoever is struggling, wondering who actually is Lord. And we get to Lord. What is Lord? Lord is that which is above. And so, but it's the Lord, not multiple doors to to eternity, not multiple doors. You know, there's many trying to create kind of a new friendlier Christianity than Christ made it where there's other ways in it's, mm. it's the Lord. And so, and then it's Lord. And that, that word Lord is the, the word that's used for Jehovah, Jehovah, um, Yahweh. And it's, he's the self existing one. And so the self existing one is who he's talking to. And he's letting people know he's letting Goliath know when he shows up, the Lord, the self existing one, you look at is what's the strength behind that it's present reality it's in this again these are these are these are power words for us for each and every one of us in 2023 the lord is is present it's not just past not future not will be one day or he did back in the old testament is is and then there's my this is personalized. This is where it goes powerful. This is, you know, it's not the Lord is a shepherd. It's not the Lord is the shepherd. Uh, this says it, you know, I'm used to reading and preaching on this in Spanish as well. Jehová is me, pastor, my shepherd. This is personalized. You know, he's the Lord of the universe, but he's also my, he's personalized. This is where it gets powerful, goes into your identity, goes into strengthening you, goes into making you the three B's, braver, bolder, bigger. The Lord is my shepherd. And so, uh, you know, this is what, uh, once you know him as my shepherd, then you don't ask a lot of questions that normal people do. So how David could, when he sees a lion take his lamb, he's the Lord is my shepherd. And he saw the Lord over himself watching him in the same way he was to watch over his sheep and so it was personalized and he went after him at a whole nother level and then shepherd the word there in the, in the hebrew ra 
and it means to tend a flock. The Lord is my shepherd. To tend a flock, also generally to rule, by extension to associate with as a friend. Amazing that it means to tend a flock, but to associate with one as a friend as well. To keep company with, to feed, to make friendship with. So just let all that soak in with you. The Lord is my shepherd. Let that be your strength in 2023. You're going to need it at times. The, and he's Lord, and he is, and he's personal, and he's shepherd. And in that shepherding, he's not just the one that's leading you to pastures, but even in this original word there in the, in the Hebrew, he is one. It, it keeps connecting with this thing as friend and friendship. So your, your shepherd is your friend. Hmm. Your shepherd is your friend. And then we'll close with, I shall not want. I shall not want. We'll just do it uh, a quicker. You know, uh, I will lack nothing. Um, you can put the second part of the verse there. If you have it there, I shall. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Meaning I will lack nothing. And that word, the key word there is, is lack or want. It says, I shall not want. I shall not lack. It's a word, haser, H-A-S-E-R, in, um, in, in the original Hebrew there. And it means to lack by implication, to fail, to want, to lessen, to be abated, which means to be made less, to bereave, to be caught up, you know, in you haven't broken through. There's something sad. You've had a big loss, but you're in bereavement to decrease, to fall, to lack, to make lower, to want. So he said, I shall not. So I will not fail. I will not lessen. I will not be abated. I will not bereave. I will not decrease. I will not fall. I will not lack. I will not make lower. I will not want because the Lord is my shepherd. I say this. So I said this chapter is so powerful. We have to just take it a piece at a time. This is to be, we'll just say, even the primary IV intravenous from heaven that we want to take and be strengthened by. But we don't want to, um, we don't want to miss this just this first, first, first verse and the strength that He has for us. It's literally the key. He's just telling me again right now. This is the key to getting into the three Bs. How you're going to be braver? How you're going to be bolder? And how you're going to be bigger? You got to know this stuff. You got to get this part secured and understand. He's going to, that's, that's who he wants to be for you. Forget about who's supposed to do what and who, what plan is in place. And, and I, I'll just tell you where it's, where it's at now. The plan is advanced enough. Um, it doesn't matter. Men are failing all over the place and there's good guys failing and there's bad guys turning into good guys and good guys turning into, mm. you, know, you can get, it can just be confusing, but we really are at a place where he is here to provide deliverance to and through his kids and so his kids are to rise up, be bolder, be braver, be bigger. And now the last thing on just rehitting Adonai, <clears throat> because Adonai and Jehovah are, are similar words, Steve, uh, in that they both are words for God. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, Yahweh, uh, and I won't go in depth on this, but you'll see it written by the, the Y, the V, the H, the kind of, and, and the Hebrews will consider, you know, the word, too holy to even pronounce it in its entirety. So they only put the consonants. Well, so the consonants are there. If you only put 
the vowels, it's Adonai. So it's the filler of of Jehovah. It's, oh, that's interesting. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's Adonai. It's the vowels of the consonants that are too cold, holy to pronounce. And so another way we say it's where the rubber hits the road. Um, um, so Adonai is, uh, there is this component. Again, we want to understand this is what the big wins for the dogs, the Caleb's, the one who makes the touchdowns that win Adonai. Um, he has, um, it's understanding him as master and there's a strong component of his sovereignty and ownership of us. So when you know him as Adonai, you're saying you own me and you are sovereign over me and I'm here for you. I live for you. So and when you when you serve Adonai, you're embracing submission to God. So it's not like, well, I try to get God to help me with my stuff. I have a vision. I have a program. I have a plan. I have this. I'm trying to get him. When you know him as Adonai, Adonai is where you embrace submission to him. He's the commander. You're reporting to him. He's truly Lord, not just Savior. Um, the grace to win, because that's the part I didn't tell, this player whose name is Adonai, who made a catch, he's number five. And so it was number five. The grace to win is in that submission. You submit to Adonai, there is a grace to win the big games, even for you. So, all right. All right, Steve, wherever you want to go, questions. Well, you know, I just, I've got two that I'm going to go to, but before that, let me just insert this one right now because it's making me think about it when you're talking about Adonai and who he is and all the different aspects of God, the different names of God. I've seen people who are highly offended if we call Jesus Jesus because after all, it was Yeshua or it was Yeshua HaMashiach, it was Jesus Messiah, and they were highly offended and they're convinced that God is highly offended if we don't use the right name or the right pronunciation or the right Hebrew uh, intonations and things. So are we talking about when you're saying Adonai, knowing him as Adonai, knowing how to say his name because he'll be offended if you don't? Are we talking about knowing him as these attributes? No, and I don't. How, how important is that in the New Testament era? I don't think, you know, I've, I've been exposed to that argument and in, in the, the people are very... Uh, you know, intense when they try to make their points on on Yahweh and the, the correct pronunciation of something is what is what really chases the enemy off, et cetera, et cetera. Well, what if somebody has a speaking impediment there? Yeah. <laughs> or if they're mute, dumb, you know, they can't speak here. If you can't hear well, then, or if you can't speak, it's like you're just not going to, you're, you're not going to do it. So what, they've lost power because of that? I'm sorry. You know, that sounds just a little bit like Pharisee stuff where it's he's like you're straining out gnats and you're mm. the bigger picture. And so if that person, if you're one of those is convinced the Lord's told you get the pronunciation right, if it does something for your faith, fine. But to try to carry that over to the entire body of Christ and even suggest to some have that nobody's even really serving God because they're not pronouncing his name correctly. Um, you know, I just it defies any kind of spiritual logic, it defies yeah, it does. the rest of the Bible. You know, where he's like, well, you know, not only that, but if they pronounce it, they want you to pronounce it right. But in Spanish, pronouncing it right would sound probably completely different than the way you would pronounce it right in English versus Hebrew versus what French? You're going to pronounce, you know, 
that's not logical that God's wanting you to pronounce it right in which language, you know, and <laughs> no, it's, it just, it seems to be on the same path of, you know, you got to baptize with the exact correct words or you've lost baptism. Of course, I yeah. probably just offended 10,000 people by saying that. <laughs> oh, well. <clears throat> oh, well, that happens. But you have to understand, just beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, as the Lord said, where yeah. you strain over gnats and you obliterate, ignore the greater things of what he's really trying to say. And so I don't think you'll find God being a legalist in the person of Jesus Christ ever. You know, that was even when he came to say, I came to fulfill the law. He had to fulfill the law because he had to be the one that shows he could. He's the only one yeah. that, that allowed him to change the covenant, bring the new covenant. He didn't do that because he was asking us to do it. He did it because we couldn't do it. And therefore he could introduce the new covenant that's now, and I will write my precepts on their hearts. It's not about all the technical perfect things they can do on the outside, but he wants, he wants hearts that respond correctly. Good. All right. These next two questions are related. So I'll ask it with the first one first, but as a background, the entire year of 2022, especially more than any time in my life, I would call it, I've been waking up, waking up, waking up, and it keeps being more. And as soon as I think I've woken up enough, I hear more bad news about what's being uncovered, if I could put it that way. So this person, Jira, G-R-E-S, she says, these evil things that we now hear about have been happening for decades that we didn't know of, tunnels, human trafficking, deep state, etc. He goes, was God speaking to his prophets about these things long before this time? And if so, why weren't they talking about them? Well, there's so much there. I wish I had it in front of me. I think Elizabeth read to me early today something from, you can go look at it. I think it's Joe Rogan had it in his um, oh, really? something. And he was telling, <clears throat> it was for perspective of those who think things are too tough. He's like, if you were born in 1914, here was your life. And it would be the things they went through. And World War I uh, and the millions of lives that were lost there, followed by... The Spanish flu and 50 million, 70 million people that then the Great Depression and how many years that lasted and 25 percent of uh, total unemployment and really a lot of mostly, um, you know, it, it, even the, the 75 one like they're employed in a great way. And then there was World War Two. And then there was, you know, one thing after another, it's like somebody uh, uh, who's. You get somebody who's, who was 80 years old, that's past, looks like if they're born in 1914, that would have been 1994. I think his end where he was going, it's like, if you wonder why your grandparents or your great grandparents are able to tell you some things that stand, it's like they had to endure and stand through things. We don't want to do that again. We want to change it so that we don't have another generation like that moving forward. But, you know, this has been, there, there has been a death agenda we know it's Satan's agenda to kill, steal, and destroy. What we didn't know is that he had so intentionally aligned. Um, he had humans who were intentionally aligned with him, not just used by him, but sold out, making sacrifices, blood sacrifices, covenants, vows to him, and doing so, and that they had managed to take all the high places in all of society of the whole world that that took place during that time and so we understand almost without exception those wars were artificially induced and pushed by this group 
and the Spanish flu and the deaths that came from that. There's some repeat concepts um, coming out in the in the COVID stuff now. And so, yeah, there has been uh, the the seven mountains, if you want to say, has been ruled by thieves and murderers this entire last hundred years and more. It has been ruled by it uh, at a ninety-something percentile. And so that's why there's not like, why can't we go back to the old days? The old days, if you had a niche of peace somewhere, and there might have been some good times in the 50s, for, and I don't know about that because I, I, um, I, I, I wasn't uh, experiencing the 50s. Um, and so the, the deal is we, we have to under, understand that there it's been going on. I think this person's wondering, why didn't the prophets point this out, pull this out? Well, the Lord reveals things to his prophets when it's time for them to be dealt oh, that's with. good and and so that's the deal you know he did so in Israel. other words you could be the the greatest new testament prophet if there was such a thing the greatest on the face of the earth but if god hasn't if it hadn't been time to reveal about the tunnels and the human sacrifices and the and the illuminati and the and the occultism in hollywood and all if it hasn't been time, he's he's he may not be giving it to even the greatest prophets. And it's probably a poor example, but I mean, is that fair to say? He's not. If it's not yeah. your time, you can be a great prophet and not. Well, it's like the part that goes with that is the part of the storyline that we bring up frequently: the children of Israel going to their promised land, promised to them forever. It took them forty years to get there, and when they finally send spies there, they find they find out. Wow, they're horrible. They're huge. They're big. Um, and, and so they tell the children of Israel their experience and they all, let's just go back. We're done. This is too much. This is too big. So he didn't tell them that from Exodus 3. If in Exodus 3, when Moses begins the journey of let my people go and he begins to position them and they agree to come out in mass from uh, Egypt, if they had known exactly who was there that they're supposed to oust they probably wouldn't have gone they wouldn't have done the first few stages yeah takes care of the first few stages what he wanted us to do is be filled with the holy spirit grow in the gifts of the spirit you know there's the outpourings that came 1940s of healing 1950s and 60s and 70s there's jesus movement and then there's uh, the gifts of the spirit and and the restoration of apostle and prophet that that kind of conversation people may not know uh, even if we're not doing it well Yet we're kind of just the first generation doing it. It's now common language to talk about. It's like prophets. It's not like what? That's so weird. That's so. Uh, it's off the beaten. You know what kind of what's that? Prophets. Uh, that's we've been thought the strangest, weirdest characters. Prophets or apostles, and and all the five. What's called the fivefold ministry would have been considered very very strange. So he's been restoring processes yeah. that position us. So when that he shows us the enemy, he's like, I've given you the tools. I've given you the understanding, even the doctrine that we haven't been uh, following, which is be salt and light in every area of society. What we call, I call the seven mountain mandate is no, you know, niche off the side um, suggestion of scripture that somebody's just figured out how to, that I wrote a book on because I found some bizarre scripture somewhere that talks about seven mountains. No, it's just returning to Jesus' original mandate. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And the light of the world cannot be under a candle, cannot be hid in just hid in the four walls of a church, but it must be on a candlestick. Immediately they knew there are seven 
candlestick, seven forms of light when we connect to the seven mountains, you know, media, economy, government, education, family, arts, entertainment, religion. I mean, I missed one. So he's saying you have to showcase who I am in every area of society. So he's been getting us empowered with the Holy Spirit, getting our vision expanded outside the four walls. Now he shows us the enemy. The enemy's scaring us to death, what they've been doing. Like, why didn't we know about them? They're in our promised land. Uh, and, and, and so this is in some ways a repeat concept um, from, from them, but it should not be considered strange. I yeah. thank the Lord that he didn't tell me at first. I was like, Lord, why didn't you tell me about this a long time ago? And it's like, you really wanted to know? Did you really want to know 20 years ago this stuff? How would you have even gone and ministered anywhere yeah. knowing yeah. this? You know, yeah. it's like, if, you, if you're considered a conspiracy theorist now, what would it have been 20 years ago with this stuff? So, all right. Well, this second question um, is like unto it. Anne is saying, I've heard prophetic voices say that sex trafficking and abuses of all kinds are being exposed. Uh, what can you share about this? And will we be absolutely shocked at what will yet be revealed? And, I, and this is me adding my part. I've said sometimes we will we'll watch a movie and I'm thinking, and Doreen and I are so jaded with the, the apparent rumors that many, if not most in Hollywood are illuminated, they're Satanists, or maybe that's as much a question as a statement. How many of them in Hollywood are just out and out Satanists, including those that claim to be Christians? I mean, um, what ex to what extent, Johnny, are we yet going to be shocked at the people we considered respectable, kind pastors who were Satanists, occultists, Illuminati, whatever? I believe we have huge shock coming. But the part we're going to have to remember, you know, why we need to even hold back premature judgment once certain names come out. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah is this is that the rest of the story their story has to be told it will it will it will be a bad sign if they are but there's there's people who join illuminati and get blackmailed because they are um truly in alliance with lucifer and evil and there's ones that get we'll say tricked into it they yeah. get seduced into it they get think of you just uh, and this is a big this is a, a big word for those of you who are given to alcohol and you think you're going to be used for God long term by given to alcohol. I'm talking about not just you use it any time, but getting drunk and buzzed frequently common. It's going to put it's going to put a cap on how far, far you can go with the Lord, because a common tactic in Hollywood is you get invited. You be your person of favor. You get invited to places and there's drinks and there's it's going around and then you're seeing some risky behavior, but it's other people. And then the next thing, you know, you're getting a little fun, you're feeling it and you either do some participation or somebody comes and sits on your lap um, and, and they, a picture is taken. And then <clears throat> you're don't even, depending on how much you had to drink, you don't even remember it. And then they're told you're told that. And then they're like, now we need you to do this. Because they get you the first, the, the first level of blackmail is ultimately to take you on up one at a time, and what's always at risk is once you do the first one, they say, "Well, we'll release this everywhere. It'll kill your ministry. It'll, uh, you know, we'll send it to your family. You'll lose your family." And so when you're facing losing family and ministry, it's horrible choices before people at that time. It's still a wrong choice, 
and it's a, it's a it's a betrayal to the Lord. It's a betrayal to uh, the kingdom. It's a betrayal to God's people. But there's an understandable nature of it, and I, I do believe there's. I don't know what it is, but I think at least half the people that are being used by darkness. They, they, they wear chains. I kind of just seen this in the spirit right now. They're wearing chains and balls, you know, balls and chains that are put on them. They would love to be set free. They would love to be set. They don't know how somebody yeah. needs to give them a path out of where they're at. Um, and, and they even, there's even some that face things like I, I can't, um, I can't defame the name of Jesus. They're so, they're so sad. They're so sad, but they don't want, they're going to keep doing what deep state wants them to do because they don't want what they've done to be a bad witness. If, if yeah, I mean, that's, you know, Barry Wunsch was on, uh, was it, he was on my the last guest of the year and he talked about God took him to a place in the spirit realm. He said, I was there, I went there and God showed him all of these people that were being victimized and he had this compassion that brought tears. And then he, then God showed him the people who were victimizers, and he said they they wanted out so badly, and they had no idea how to get out. They couldn't get out, and and then Barry just began to sob. And I said, "Man, Barry, if I'm reading this right, you are more almost more um, t- broken for the people who can't get out, or at least as much broken." He said, "I'm at least as much broken." I think those are close to the same words. They may not be exact. And I thought, you know, that was only the other day. And I thought, man, now you've added this, that we have to reserve judgment for those people that are caught. They may have been blackmailed from the very beginning from an innocent invite, and suddenly they're stuck, and they can't get out. And there's something almost nobody knows. There is, I don't know if I bring it up, but there's being a targeted individual, and that's an actual term, when there's someone is. It is, we'll say the sinister people in the sinister group, you can call the Illuminati, whoever, others, they will actually target someone. That means they are going to follow, pursue, they are going to find the first level of blackmail they can get. And again, the easiest way to get blackmail is find somebody and catch them in some kind of sin that you're going to expose. <clears throat> and so you can imagine having, um, eyes on you at that kind of level where they have decided there's been a decision made. We're going to take them out, but we're going to, we're going to take them out with their own humanity, their own failures. And so I I do feel, even as we're talking, I feel um, the compassion of the Lord on many who their, their heart is not sold to Satan, but they are, they are, they are slaves. um, And, and, and they don't know how to, they, they're afraid of the damage that will be done at a widespread level to their family, again, even the body of Christ for what they have gotten involved in. But if you're one of them that's listening right now, you know, there is a scripture comes to mind. I didn't think of it until it's just as I was speaking, I felt like the Holy Spirit's putting their fall on the rock before the rock falls on you. And so there is, it's always going to be, particularly this time, this is going to be a time that there's going to be more understanding, if, if, if you want, more understanding for that. But you don't do it for, for that reason. You know, you do do the right thing. You can be such an incredible instrument of uh, the whistleblowing capacity of the yeah. insider who tells on them from a credible standpoint. We need, we need some of you who might be watching right now who have the courage to say, 
I was one of those Johnny was talking about that I, I got drunk one night and I was a good guy. I was a good guy till then. I love the Lord. I love the Holy Spirit. I love all this. And they got me on this. And then it's just the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, and the next thing. And and I don't know how to, how to get out of it, but I'm just going to fall on the rock. And to fall on the rock is like you leave the results in his hand. You're just going to do the right thing. And come what, come what may. We need a bunch of those. Yeah, Johnny, I think probably we should close on this. You feel like you're just praying into that very thing for those people. Yeah. Lord, we just thank you for what you're saying to us, the way you're encouraging yeah. us. 2023, we thank you for who you are. Thank you for your sovereignty. We thank you in that sovereignty. You choose to work with humanity. You choose to work with us. And as we move, you move. And, uh, and not because you're dependent on us, but this is the way you operate. And Lord, even on this topic we're talking about right now, Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would move on the hearts of men and women, Lord, that need to be those who will just come clean. Lord, it's just uh, those who will repent, who will just be willing to risk loss of everything. And it really is for the kingdom, um, for, for the benefit of the kingdom. And Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would continue uh, to release even right now through my words, that you release the courage and strength to make the stands that need to be made, Lord, that you would um, cause there to be just Holy Spirit uh, infused spine that's willing to make a stand for righteousness for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of the body of Christ, for the sake of all that's good now. Lord, just uh, let there be encouragement released to all those who are listening and watching right now. Let your presence and power come on everyone. Lord, I just ask for there to be uh, just a release from the Holy Spirit right now for for those uh, to, to embrace the three B's, Lord, how, how you're calling us to be braver, to be bolder, to be bigger in the way you said it here, Lord. Let that be released on your sons and daughters and let all panic be broken off, all uh, tiredness, all exhaustion. Uh, let the refreshing of this new year be upon all your sons and daughters, Lord, and let your encouragement be released over the airways now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 That was a real important thing that just happened with all of that. You know, we've never quite gone there um, at the very end, and I feel like that was just a, hmm, that was God steering that thing right there. Thanks for being obedient on that. So, well, Johnny, anything you want to tell people about your website or your ministry? Sometimes we have your website there on there. It's rice. What is it? Rice7.org. We should put that up there real quick. Restore7. Restore, sorry. Restore7.org. And we have a whole lot of things, you know, just exciting uh, it's exciting things going on, but resources available, the rise uh, that you were talking, Reformers Influencing, Influencing Society Every Day, R-I-S-E, Reformers Influencing Society Every Day. And we have a, a book there, a handbook for reformers, where we go in depth into every one of the mountains, the seven areas of society. And it really becomes a tool. Uh, it becomes a tool for, um, uh, you know, so you're like, well, how do I do? What do I do? It helps you, assists you there. Of course, the number one, tool you can get is the Holy Spirit, presence of the Holy Spirit, but then there are practical instructions from those who've been operating in these areas of society. And God is really, um, he's just, I mean, he is so moving around the globe in different ways uh, right now. That's for another, I, I, I better not go down that path right now, but just be encouraged. 
Um, God is at work and he wants to do so much through each and every one of you. So good. So good. All right. Well, a quick reminder that we have Kat Kerr on tomorrow. Um, normal time. Sometimes we tape, uh, we were going to tape today, but we're going to do it live tomorrow at 11 o'clock. So we're going to do Kat. We're going to do, she's got a lot in her plate right now. So we've, we've agreed to do 45 minute shows instead of about the 90 minute. So they'll be more potent and, you know, really intense to the point, but uh, it's going to be really good. So she's on live tomorrow. And also on the afternoon, we're doing a show with Manuel uh, Johnson. Uh, I'm doing a, something special related to him. Some people wanted us to address the word where he was taken into the future and show in 2022. We've got uh, a specific thing I'm going to do. This is me uh, doing it. And Manuel is not asking to be to have it explained, but I'm going to. Feel like God's given me a word on that and, and a process to share with you all. So it's going to help you, and then he'll, he'll have some fresh revelation for 2023. So very good stuff. So everybody, all right, give our love to Elizabeth and the family. Thanks, Johnny. Have a great day, everybody, and we will see you tomorrow. Bye bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.